0: But Clint's mm. still on vacation. Um, you love to see it. You Who can, approved Clint's hide. vacation? I don't listen. Who approved that PTO? The executive producer. oh <laughs> you assume that you, you there's no P. There's no P <laughs> on that t- it's just it's just T-O. It's understand? TO. Like the we the executive producer, I don't know, fell asleep at the wheel and must have just signed off on an email that uh he didn't read. So uh clint clint will be back next week but uh happy friday to you all our good our good buddy friend of the podcast john uh you can find him on twitter at john tweet sports i'm sure you already follow him there but if you don't um he'll probably give out some takes today that you'll want to go respond to so you can respond directly to him there um uh john thanks for being here excited to have you how's uh how's your friday going
1: oh man friday you know I'm always fantastic when I come on this podcast
0: mm-hmm.
1: and fantastic on a Friday is just a little, you know, alliteration yeah. for the people. Um, right. so, uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing great. I'm excited for the weekend. We are going, um, uh, going to the, uh, to the low country going up to Hilton head, uh, Island, Ooh. uh, for the mm-hmm. long weekend. Our kids are out of school early next week. So, Um, I'll be on some T.O. Yeah. Yeah. Excited for play a little golf up
0: there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We'll play a little golf. We'll, we'll play golf. We'll ride some bikes. We'll, you know, uh, walk on the beach in the windy, <laughs> in the, in the yeah. February winds of the just, Head beach, but yeah,
0: gale force winds. Yeah, that'll Absolutely. Be, it'll it'll be a good, great. It'll be a great time. Though. Good Always. time will be had by all. Um, uh, well, thanks for joining us. Uh, if you're, if you're listening to the podcast on, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, if you are watching on YouTube, thanks for joining us there. Uh, leave us a comment. Subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, leave us a rating and review on uh, the podcast listening app of your choice. Uh, we are here with you all off season. Normally Clint, my co-host, and I, um, but we're Georgia fans. We had a couple of fans on yesterday, the Weldon brothers, on the podcast yesterday. Um, Colby Weldon defending his Stetson Bennett for Heisman take. John, any thoughts about Stetson Bennett for Heisman?
1: Hey, listen, anything can happen.
0: And when okay. you when you have
1: a, when you have a national championship uh, quarterback coming back, uh expectations should should be high. Um and uh very
0: diplomatically said, anything yeah, can any, anything, anything can, can happen. Is, anything is technically possible. He is eligible to win the Heisman. Hey, so, listen, last is, I
1: checked, last I checked,
0: everyone is technically eligible to win the Heisman. That's right. And listen, before you laugh it off. He Colby brings up some good points. Uh, Caleb Williams, one of the fav- one of the odds-on favorites to win the Heisman next year. You compare his numbers last year and Stetson Bennett's numbers last year, and you're going to find some very similar numbers. It's just one of those guys rides a hype train, and the other one does not. And so, yeah,
1: and and you know, and one of those guys has ridden that hype train uh, to to Los Angeles, one of the major media markets as well. So, That's you right. know, I mean, we we all know like postseason awards. There's a there's a lot of. Uh, uh there's a lot of brand loyalty that goes into those. Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, it's just and, the ESPN and- hype machine. Just yeah, it's just hard. It it's hard. The Heisman is is not is not what it used to be. But it's uh but you know, at the end of the day, um, Stetson at this moment, uh he he as we sit on a Friday in February, Stetson has as mm-hmm. good a chance as anybody to win the Heisman next year. That's
0: well said. <laughs> um uh all right, let's forget about that and let's move on to the matter at hand today. We're back on this uh recruiting uh hype train. We're going through the 2022 class and we're going through recruit by recruit. And I got to tell you when we started this series, John, mm-hmm. it was uh it's been you know, I thought it would be an interesting idea. I thought it would be something that people would care about. You know, it's February. There's nothing going on. Signing day is over. Yeah. Uh, spring practice doesn't start for a year and a half, and so we got we got some time to kill. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be a fun a fun ride, but it, this has been educational for me. I'm learning things mm-hmm. as we go through and look at yeah. these uh, look at these kids. And it is get it gets the juices flowing. It to does. Think right? about Georgia football man. Like it it's a little it hits a little different when you start talking about these kids that are not prospects. We don't talk about a ton of prospects on no. this show, but these are Georgia Bulldog football players, yeah, here. And yeah. um the young man we're talking about today, not currently enrolled, but he is signed. He is he is committed and signed to the class, mm-hmm. and that is Kristen Miller, um uh, from Cedar Grove High School down in uh, Ellenwood, Ellenwood. Georgia. 6'4", 295, 300, three bills, uh, defensive linemen. Um, Listen, I I am excited over the next 22 minutes to figure out what I'm going to title this podcast, John, because (laughs) there are so many titles running through my head right now. And so I'm counting on you to, to bring the heat. To bring the heat and to and, and give me a good title. All right. What jumps off the page at you? What is the thing that that Georgia fans who may not be familiar with this kid uh, yeah. should be most excited about when they think about Kristen Miller coming to Athens?
1: Yeah. So for me, that's that's very easy. Um, if you go watch any highlight film of Kristen Miller. Uh, there's a bunch of them on Twitter. If you just search his name on Twitter and look at the videos, there's a bunch of them on, on max preps and huddle and those sites. Um, you will see one thing very, very, uh, immediately and very apparently is this guy has what we like to call get off. He, Mm. um, he gets off the ball as quickly as any, uh, recruit as I've seen. Um, And that is something that, especially at his size, when you're pushing, you know, three hundred, his, you know, just like the the ability to fire off the ball and um, and wreak havoc and really make an offensive line have to think about how they're going to block you because it's, it's, it's very difficult when you're that size, but it becomes even more difficult when you have the explosiveness that a kid like this has. And so for me, what jumps off the page is his get off. Um, and, you know, just his ability to, to immediately kind of have that immediate, like, penetration and again you know we're talking about uh we're talking about high schoolers right so they haven't played uh the Alabama offensive line so when you watch these you'll you'll see right I mean they're playing you know uh they're playing other other high schoolers that are not going to play uh on the offensive line the SEC but what you what you there there's always this kind of scale and when you see videos of Kristen Miller uh, firing off the ball and being six yards deep in the backfield and tackling the center, the running back, and the quarterback—like <laughs> tackling three people <laughs> because he's so far back in the backfield. You know, th- there is that you—you you can kind of extrapolate that to be like, all right, he's gonna—he's gonna have some penetration. He's gonna create some, yeah. some challenges just because he's so quick off the ball. So that's what stands out for me. I'll also say he's just kind of like he. He's just he's a wide kid. And I don't mean that like disrespectfully, but like he there is this like center of of gravity that you have to account for with him. He's very, you know, kind of um just he's just thick. Like like he's just a big, <laughs> just a big thick kid. Uh and yeah. so to be again, to be to be as big as he is and explosive as he is, it's it's a really, really great combination.
0: Yeah, and that's what I think Number one, that high school, like, well, number one, yes, everyone should put these kids in perspective. They're going up against high school players. Yeah. But number two, so is everyone else's high school tape. And so when I see you do things that everyone Absolutely. else on their high school tape is not Absolutely. doing, well, what do you think? That probably means yeah. that you've got some things going for you. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I wish, honestly, I wish Clint was on the pod today because, yeah. um, He played offensive line um, Mm -hmm. back in the day, um, 30, 40, 50 years ago when he played (laughs) football. Um, But normally you say like quick Mm -hmm. twitch and get off and like these types of words to describe a guy on the line of scrimmage on the defensive front. And normally, you think about like um, a guy screaming around the edge, you know mm-hmm. like you think mm-hmm. about Vaughn Miller, you think about mm-hmm. Adam Anderson, you think about mm-hmm. these guys who are just screaming in from the like around yeah. the corner and yeah. whipping a tackle because the tackle can't get out of his stance and move yeah. to the left but But this guy that's not the only way that you get off the ball quickly and make and disrupt the offensive line. If you think about an offensive lineman he's got to go from nearly a full crouch Mm -hmm. into a stance, get his hands up and get ready to block. And if you hit him before he hits you, yeah, that's bad news for him. All of a sudden he's on skates and he's backing up and you're just, you're throwing him out of the way. And when you combine the strength that this young man seems to have with that quick get off, yeah, like we're not talking about a Leonard Floyd type player here. We're talking about a, a 6'4 three Bills guy, and he is he gets out of that stance in a hurry. Yeah, and he's coming right through the middle, like yep. most direct line <laughs> of sight to the quarterback. Yeah. Um, and that is something Georgia fans we probably don't have to tell you when you have big dudes in the middle of the defensive line mm-hmm. who can wreak havoc in the backfield. Mm-hmm. Hello, 95 Devontae Wyatt is a prime yeah. example this last year. When you have big dudes that can get into the backfield and wreak havoc, uh, that's a recipe for success. Absolutely. I mean, that's why you have – that's why, you know, Georgia has gone out and
1: recruited guys like Jalen Carter is a good example. But I think you're going to see a lot of that this year. Um, That explosiveness, um, you know, it's it's different. Again, it's different when you – to your point it's different when you're an edge rusher and that's kind of like what you're trying to do right like you're 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 looking for physicality but you're looking for speed and you're looking for just being the guy but when you can take guys that aren't supposed to be fast and explosive and you can put them in the middle and they're wide yeah. and they're explosive um it's a lot to it's a lot to be excited about so
0: very different
1: player than from like a Jordan Davis who Jordan Davis yeah. is, is is explosive in his own way, but he's also just a mountain, right? Like Jordan Davis like just took up space. Yeah. These are guys that uh, Kristen Miller is the type of guy that's not going to take up um, space like that. He's going to actually cause you to have to really think about how you're going to block him because he's just so quick off the ball.
0: Yeah, which two offensive linemen are you going to devote to him or yeah. the, are the questions you're going to be asking in the huddle? All right, um, uh, all right. I want to ask you what his – you mentioned Jalen Carter and some guys that are coming uh-huh. back on this defensive line. Uh-huh. I want to ask you about the prospects that Kristen Miller sees the field this year. First, uh-huh. want to talk about betonline.net. It is your online sportsbook experts. You know about them if you've been listening to the pod. Um, John's getting the golf game ready on Hilton Head because he knows that the Masters is coming up um masters is one of my favorite things to bet on in the entire world you get all the uh early lines and favorites all that on bet online uh before the masters though is march madness one of my my other favorite things to bet on in the entire Mm -hmm. world bet online's got all of the bets and the picks that you can make for each one of those games as well uh so head over to betonline.net uh, enter the promo code Locked On. They're going to give you a bonus on your initial deposit, which means you deposit money. They're going to give you free money, and you take all that money, and you wager it on the NBA, the NHL. Uh, mm-hmm. You wager it on some NFL futures, some college football futures. You sprinkle just a little bit, plus 5,000, Stetson Bennett to win the Heisman. And, and then you just watch the money roll in. Uh, BetOnline.net It is the official sportsbook partner of the Locked On Bulldogs podcast, and it is the only place – that Clint and I trust to place all of our wagers. So go there, head there right now, betonline.net, enter the promo code Locked On and get a bonus on your initial deposit at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, John, um, you mentioned Jalen Well, we mentioned Jordan Davis. We mentioned Devontae Wyatt already. Uh Anchors in the middle of the defensive Uh line. Absolute stalwarts on the team. Uh Uh, They are moving on. Their business is hashtag finished. And so they are moving on from the University of Georgia. Jalen Carter is coming back. He is the star of the defensive line. Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith are anchoring this defensive front. Both of them come back. I expect monster seasons from both of them. I know you do too. Absolutely. So um, when you think about where a guy like Christian Miller, obviously big dude, Mm-hmm. but there's other big dudes on this team and we mm-hmm. saw them begin to rotate through there's guys that have been waiting in the wings yep. and playing behind all America type talent yep. in Georgia potentially we got two first and maybe second round draft picks devonte wise just working his way up those draft oh, boards he right absolutely now. is yeah and so these yeah. guys have been waiting in the wings but that's no that's not a discredit to them but yeah. that's a credit to the guys in front of them Yeah. so When you think about some of the returners and you Mm -hmm. think about Kristen Miller, what do you see as some prospects for his 2022 production?
1: Yeah, Um, I, you know, he's one of those guys that I think is, is um, we talked about this in one of the episodes that I was on talking about other recruits, but, you know, he's not an early enrollee, which doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily mean that you're not going to get on the field, but. Um, I do, I do think he's athletic enough. I think he, I honestly, I think he's one of the most technically sound prospects or signees in this class. So he's not coming in, uh, with a lot of, you know, a lot of times you're, you sign a guy and he has kind of all the immeasurables and, uh, you know, and you're, you're bringing him in and you're going to teach him, you know, a lot of like really good technique. I think he has a mm-hmm. technique to play, but you're looking at you know, behind guys like Zion, Logue, Warren, Brinson, Jalen Carter, uh, you even have you know Tremel Walther and some of these guys that that have been around for uh, for a while. Uh, they're going to be back, and so I don't I don't see him seeing the field uh, a ton. But you know, Georgia, as we've mentioned previously on some of these episodes, Georgia rotates a lot of guys. I do think Kirby, um, I do think he will see the field. I don't see him being a, you know kind of one of those like immediate impact players and it's very difficult to do that with the with the team that georgia has built with that front seven it's very difficult for i mean we've got uh jamon dumas dumas johnson who is a heck of a linebacker yeah Uh, but he was playing behind nicobe dean and quay walker and Chang. you know so you come into this georgia system and you just you look at guys that are absolutely talented it means it, it doesn't mean uh, it doesn't mean anything about their future prospects if they don't see the field a lot in their uh, true freshman season. But yeah, he would be one of those guys that I would put um, he could surprise a lot of people. Cause he's that good, but uh, you're going to have to beat a lot of dudes. And so I don't see him having, you know, a major like year from a production standpoint.
0: Yeah. We talked about um, Marvin Jones jr. Right. Um, uh-huh. And at, uh-huh. at that edge position, there's a bit more opportunity. Yep. I mean, there's guys, there's obviously guys, and there yep. he's gonna have to battle out. He's not just gonna be handed a starting job. Mm-hmm. There's a but you would say there's a bit more opportunity than in the interior of that defensive line because yep. entrenched in that defensive line. And to your point, the last, the only guy in in really recent memory that I can think of. In that interior, that that stepped into the field onto the field as freshman year and got significant playing time early was Jalen Carter because yeah. he was just such an absolute freak of a talent. Yeah. Um, but yeah. all the rest of these guys, these first and second round draft picks that we're talking about right now, they had to earn it. They had to wait. They had yep. to they had to put in the reps and they had to show yep. um, Trey Scott and Kirby and the powers that be. That they yeah. had what it takes. And so I don't um yeah, it these types of guys tend to be forgotten about, right? Mm-hmm. Like because you don't see them for a little bit, they're not on special teams. Obviously, he's yeah. not gonna be a candidate for special teams, and so <laughs> not gonna like, be run down guys, on punt coverage. He's not <laughs> you know, like Trayvon Walker, who is another guy that played yeah. early, not as not yeah. the, not a similar player, really, yeah. at all, but yeah. um, but yeah. You're not going to see you're not going to see him there, and so you, you tend to forget about a uh, Tramel Walthor or, or a Zion Loge, or you, yeah. you 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 get excited about these guys, and we do yeah. these features on them when they yeah. sign. I, I I do think that Kristen Miller is going to be a guy that is going to wreak havoc in yeah. Athens. Um, yeah. and yeah, uh, you mentioned too. I think he's going to be a guy. Um, you mentioned this to me before we started recording. I think he's going to be a guy that Georgia fans are going to love, just because. Oh, he's just a likable dude, right? Listen, go watch his. Uh, go. He has a commitment
1: video on YouTube that you can find. Uh, he has a his his signing day, his post kind of like um, signing ceremony interviews. This kid, he's going to be a star, man. Like he I has mean, he he has the yeah. personality where. Um, we saw some of this from Jordan Davis this year, right? So you saw like mm-hmm. him leading the band and you saw kind of that personality coming out of Jordan Davis. This kid reminds me so much of that. He is absolutely just, uh, just an absolute like pleasure to just, to just watch his energy is good. He's, he's actually, you know, pretty hilarious. Like I think, yeah. um, uh, yeah. So he's a kid that I think from a personality standpoint, he's going to stand out wherever he is for sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. Uh, all right. Let's let's get to the let's get to what the people want. The people want the comps. They need the comps. They want to <laughs> know: is this the next Emmett Smith or is it not the next Emmett Smith? <laughs> That's those. These are the questions people Absolutely. are asking. Um. And so we're gonna do that. Um. John and I'll be b- right back, and we're gonna hit you with our best Kristen Miller player comps. But first, want to tell you about uh, Built Bar. Built Bar is the tastiest protein bar on planet Earth. It is the one that Clint and I turn to. Uh, it's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's mm-hmm. high in fiber, high in protein, low in sugar. It's keto approved, which Clint has since abandoned since he's gone on vacation. But um, I'm sure at some point he'll get back, get refine some, rekindle some self discipline. And he'll go back to it, and at that point, it'll it'll be fine because he'll still have the Bill Bars. Uh, they come in a wide variety of delicious flavors, all of which can be found at BillBar.com. If you go there right now, enter the promo code on 15 you'll get 15% off your first order. That's one box, two boxes, ten boxes, whatever you want. Built Bar has it. They come in a wide variety of flavors. They come in a wide variety of textures. You can find whatever is right for you. Uh, chocolate flavors, fruit flavors. There's marshmallow ones. There's crunchy ones. There's, they got everything that you need, everything that you want, pre-workout, post-workout. Uh, two o'clock lull at the office. Throw some in your glove box. Throw some in your desk drawer. Wherever you need them, Bill Barr is the one to turn to. Mm-hmm. Locked on 15 is the promo code. Billbar.com is the website. The tastiest protein bar on planet Earth.
1: Teas and peas to Clint on his journey back to ketosis.
0: Oh, you're, not, you're not going to love it. You shouldn't have quit. Should be- have quit. You should not have quit. <laughs> you should have stuck with it. He's drinking margaritas on a beach somewhere as, at this exact moment. So there's not really, yeah. can't really, can't blame can't me. really dissuade that. No. Um, uh, all right, let's get to the comps. Um, I think I think I got a home run. So I'm gonna let you go first because I think whatever it is that you bring, I, once I say mine, you're gonna go. Yep, Daniel, that's the one. That's the okay. one that it is. I feel go that on. confident about it. So right. uh, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you swing first.
1: Okay, I'm coming out of left field. Absolutely okay. left field.
0: Okay. Okay. It's uh is it it's Ronald Acuna Jr. Absolutely, <laughs> it is literally, yeah. it is literally man talk about Ts and P <laughs> by T's and our, P's to Major baseball league, league Baseball, <laughs> yeah, the <all> right. literal <laughs> worst sport in the entire universe. Why I mean, would you do this to yourself, Base. Look, look, all we I, want yeah. is to celebrate. That's Absolutely. all we want Absolutely. is to celebrate, and you yeah. ruin it. Absolutely.
1: We'll talk about that another time. Ronald yeah. Acuna, Acuna Jr. is not my comp. Okay, um, nice. just to be clear. Uh, but so, <clears throat> so David Pollock is not okay. did not play inside, and he did not. No. He was not pushing three bills.
0: Well, uh, I mean, you I see some of those old photos, and he looks like he could well, have been he could
1: have been pushing three, bills he,
0: he was flirting with that third bill. Maybe he was. When, when
1: I see Kristen Miller, David, Pollard. I see. Listen, I'm telling you, does this this does not mean he is going to be David? Pollard. <laughs> this is the way now. he uses his listen. This let me. Okay. Okay, His explosiveness, the way that he uses his hands, the way that he okay. gains leverage on the field okay. he's going against. Mm-hmm. He reminds me a lot of his style of play is mm. if David Pollock were a three technique, that's what Kristen Miller reminds me of.
0: Best defensive players in the history of the University of Georgia – I all I need from you is a number. Where do you have David Pollock on the list? Uh, number number one. He's the best. De- the I, agree. best. The I agree. I agree. I think David Pollock is the best defensive absolute player to ever play far. football at the University High of Georgia. Far. Well, maybe People not. People are going to be mad far. about Champ Bailey, and there's a lot of great. No. There's a no. lot of great players. No, but no. it's David Pollock, and you just said His- that's my call his instincts, the
1: way he uses his hands, the explosiveness, the way he gains leverage, that's my comp. Is he going to be right. David Pollack? No.
0: Probably. You that's what John is saying. Probably he will be. All right. Comments All right. at John Tweet Sports. <laughs> Look, Come let on. him know. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go someone that is much more um <laughs> reasonable much and more closer to the blue. No, not play? I mean not reasonable because Okay. okay. I think I'm going to give you a better college defender than David Pog. So, I'm not saying like it's 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 not reasonable. Yeah. But it is someone who plays the same position and has the same body. And so, mm-hmm. I'm not going to have to stretch and say like, well, it's only these things and these things. Oh, wow. I'm going to give okay. you I'm going to give you who I think is the best interior defensive lineman to play college football in Probably in maybe the last twenty years. Okay. Uh, his name is Indama Kinsu, and this is who I think Christian Miller is going to be. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, people, you maybe you forgot, but Indama Kinsu played at the University of Nebraska in the the early two thousands, mid two thousands, and mm. Uh, he finished fourth his senior year in the Heisman mm. voting. And you might think that people were just throwing him a bone by voting for him for the Heisman. Hmm. but let me tell you that year he had 85 total tackles from the defensive tackle position and you say that's a lot of tackles for a defensive tackle well 20 and a half of those tackles were for loss John 20 and a half tackles for loss in one that makes, season that makes no sense he had 12 <laughs> sacks from the defensive tackle position 12 sacks you want to talk about a guy who hmm. would come who could just, Get off the ball. Yeah, hit the guard or the center in yep. the mouth, yep. remove them from the play. Yep, and then immediately get into the backfield, make a tackle. I'm sorry. Do we need to rewind the tape to segment one? I'm pretty sure that's exactly what you told me. Kristen Miller was that's exactly what she get us about. Dominican and Dominicans so, two is
1: it? What you also described as David Pollock if he weighed forty pounds more.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> in exactly.
1: In exactly, two is it? You nailed
0: it. That's it. But I think. People in I know it's different. This is where I'm gonna get into the nuance, okay? Yeah. Because it's not the same big personality, but I think the Indomican Sue like Indomican Sue had it has a huge personality. People do not like him because nope. he rubs them the wrong way and he you know he, he thinks what he thinks and all that. Well he has stuff. a he has a
1: villain personality.
0: He does. But that does not mean that it is not big and not Kristen Miller comes off much more jovial, much more your buddy and guy you're going to joke around with and all this stuff. But it's the same type of gregarious, people are drawn to you type of personality. And so I even see a lot of that in the same. And, you know, you look at Indomitian Sue redshirted his freshman year, which is that would never happen today. But he did that back in the day in Nebraska. But his redshirt freshman year, He had 19 total tackles. Mm. His sophomore year, he had 34 total tackles. Mm. And so Mm. just like Kristen Miller, he he was eased in. But by the end of his career, he was the most dominant defensive player in all of college football, and he went on to have a very lengthy, very prosperous NFL career off of it. And I think you could see the exact same thing from a guy like Kristen Miller because it's 2022, and now more than ever – Getting into the backfield and disrupting the quarterback is the name of the game. Yeah, and when quarterbacks are throwing this quick stuff, they're yep. they're getting the ball on the outside as quick mm-hmm. as I'll get up. The edge pass rush, it doesn't become less important, hmm. but it it does is not elevated to the level that it used to be when you have these five step drops. Yep, And quarterback sitting back there in the pocket because then you're trying to beat the tackle, get around the edge and push. The most effective way to pressure a passer in 2022 is to bring something right up the middle. Absolutely. Do you think Kirby Smart knows that? Why do you think you saw our best defensive player, Nicobe Dean, blitz so many times this so many. year? Yep. Because Dan Lanning and Kirby Smart knew that's the most effective way to get pressure on the quarterback. Yep. yep. Um, These days, at, I mean, with with mobile quarterbacks, yeah,
1: your edge is like you, you've got to have contain, right? Like you can't. It's not, you know, it's not the days of <laughs> Lawrence Taylor and those guys just beating the left yep. tackle to the quarterback's blind side.
0: So that's a great, yeah,
1: it's a great point.
0: Yeah. So Indominus and and Sue meets David Pollock. Um, that's it. The that's most. It. One of the most likable and least likable college football players of all time and probably the two most disruptive defensive linemen to play football in the last 20, 30 years. I love it. I love the Indominus Sue comp. I think you nailed it. One thing I will add is, real
1: quick is Kirby Smart. There's a video of him that you can find on on Twitter and other places of him talking about NFL scouts. And he says, you mentioned it with Indomitian Sue." And I think this is going to be Kristen Miller's uh, uh, progression too. He said, I've never had an NFL scout or GM ever come to me and talk about how much somebody played as a true freshman in year one. He said, they want to know what is the kid in year three. He said, year three, how they have developed uh where they are their measurables their technique those types of things in year 3 and it's not even even then it's not even that much about playing time it's about their actual capabilities but that's something that people should remember with somebody like Kristen Miller um again you know you mentioned it like these guys we talk a lot about them in uh in uh in recruiting season if we were Dan Mullen um yeah uh, yeah but we talk a lot about him this Does time Dan of year. Mullen
0: have a recruiting season no no, no. Dan is... Mullen
1: yeah i think i saw i saw the rams run a wheel route in the super bowl and i just envisioned Dan Mullen somewhere in as an analyst that, as an he was no he was in a basement of a lake house somewhere <laughs> yelling wheel route uh, while his family <laughs> was off like doing something else by himself um uh just getting so excited about about a wheel route so excited uh, but yeah, I I think year three, that's Kristen Miller. I think that's where where Georgia fans should anchor on uh on him just really, you know, uh breaking out and and maybe he'll do it before then and surprise us. But I'm excited about this kid.
0: Absolutely. And um man, there's yeah, then to your point, there's a reason that you don't see all these guys transferring. These <laughs> Zion Lokes, the Tremel Walters, these guys, you know, these like if if they didn't know that the first years, the first couple of years, were much more about learning the system and mm-hmm. getting reps and and getting better, mm-hmm. then they'd be long gone. They'd be yeah. long gone to a program yeah. that was going to play them. But yeah. Kirby's got these kids believing the truth, which is you 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 pay your dues, you yeah. wait your turn, and then you make the most of your opportunity. Yeah. Uh, somebody call Channing Tendall and ask him if that. Strategy absolutely. is working out and, absolutely
1: uh, ten, yeah. 10 draft picks last year, probably going to have more this year. Um, and I think Kirby, you know, it, it is exactly in that situation where you can't, if you're a front seven player right now in college football, there are not many places better to come and spend two years going yep. against the best off, you know, of the best on the offensive line, go, learning the best technique. Like, there's not many places. Yeah can that you can find that type of development.
0: Which is why yep. you talk about indispensable assistant coaches and Trey Scott's got to be up there towards the top. He of just that. got a giant, giant raise. That, he just got a hundred thousand dollar raise as a result. Worth every penny, every penny. uh yeah. that dude that dude's putting in the work. You remember when we couldn't sign a defensive tackle? God, I thought there was a time it was the dark days. There was a time when I thought we may dark never days. sign another defensive tackle. Yep. Now Those we're signing
1: now we're signing uh, – we have signed just this year, we have signed three or four – I know three of the top 14 defensive tackles in the country. Maybe four.
0: Kind of crazy. love to see it. Love you it. love to see it. Um, uh, all right. John, thank you so much, as always, for being on the pod. Clint will be back next week. Um, and, uh, we'll be back on Monday. We'll have a full week of shows next week. And so, uh, join us then we look forward to hanging out, uh, and talking more Georgia Bulldogs football here on the lockdown Bulldogs podcast, your team every day. We'll see you.